Hello and welcome everybody to a special Super Bowl edition of Bushball. In honor of Sunday's matchup between the Chiefs and Bucks, it got me wondering if any minor league players had actually played in a Super Bowl. So today we're going to talk about some of those rare special athletes that crossed over between professional baseball and the NFL, but not only played in the NFL, but played in a Super Bowl. And of course, we will conclude today's episode with our teams of the week. That's right, I said teams of the week. We are going to look at some teams with a unique connection to Sunday's Super Bowl. Have a great one, guys. Enjoy the episode. So this time of year, most people who enjoy sports, their mind is on the Super Bowl. And mine is as well, and I'm excited for the big game, of course. But I also started to think about minor league baseball and its connection. And I started thinking, I wonder if there's ever been any players who have played professional baseball but and also participated in a Super Bowl. So I did some digging around, and the first thing I wanted to do was set up a criteria. My criteria for today's conversation is that um, first, this minor leaguer could not have played in the majors. Secondly, they had to have a minimum of two seasons in the minors. And third, they had to have played professional baseball prior to joining the NFL. So I think I was able to find some interesting players who had uh, professional baseball careers, didn't make it to the majors, who played in the Super Bowl as well. Um, our first profile is going to be Hall of Famer, hard-hitting John Lynch. John Lynch terrorized receivers and uh, running backs uh, for many years. Um, he had a long, illustrious career um, in football, winning a Super Bowl in 2002 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But prior to John Lynch's legendary football career, he was a stellar dual athlete at Stanford University. At Stanford, John Lynch also was a starting pitcher for the Stanford Cardinal. And he was also, as we all know, a converted quarterback at Stanford and made into a safety, uh, which worked out really well for John Lynch. But initially, he signed to play baseball. He was drafted by the Florida Marlins. An interesting story with John Lynch is that he was the first pitcher to throw a pitch in the history of the Marlins organization. The historic mound offering occurred in 1992 when Lynch started a game for the Class A short season Erie Sailors. In 2016, Lynch recalled the moment in a conversation with MLB.com. He said, I will never forget throwing that first pitch. And unfortunately, the first seven were balls. Every time I threw a pitch, the Hall of Fame grabbed something else, a ball, my hat. I came in after the inning and they undressed me and took my uniform. It's a fond memory that I'll have forever. Lynch, over his minor league career, went 0-3 in seven starts for the Sailors. Though he compiled a solid 2.15 ERA, he made two starts with Class A Kane County the following season before committing himself full-time to football. Now, John Lynch did not have a stellar uh, minor league career, 
But it should be noted that he also did not have a terrible one either. Um, that 2.15 ERA is nothing to uh, gripe about. But he also had, uh, he looks like he had a little bit of control problems. He had 29 walks in 38 innings. So he had a little trouble finding the dish and it worked out for everybody. Uh, most importantly, it worked out for John Lynch. And uh, he had a great career in the NFL. Our next player profile is Russell Wilson. Wilson led the Seattle Seahawks to consecutive Super Bowl appearances, winning it all in 2013 against the Denver Broncos before losing to the New England Patriots the following year. His NFL career, which began in 2012, was preceded by two seasons as a second baseman in the Colorado Rockies system. During that time, Wilson hit 230 for Class A short season, the Tri-City Dust Devils, um, in 2010. The following year, he hit 228 for the Class A Asheville Tourists. Uh, these results were enough to convince him that his future was in football, and he still remains one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. He's quoted as saying, I believe that I would have played in the big leagues. I believe it would have taken me a couple years, but I would have gotten there. I would have loved the game, but there's nothing like playing football. There's nothing like the game on the line. I think I saved the best for last, mainly because this particular player was one of my all-time favorite players, and he uh, was a special, special athlete. John Elway was a bona fide two-sport standout, and his stellar athletic career as an outfielder and, and a pitcher um, at Stanford University led to a pressing question when it came time for him to leave Stanford. What sport will he choose? The answer, at least initially, was baseball. The Yankees selected Elway in the second round of the 1981 draft, and he made his professional debut with the Class A short season Oneida. He didn't disappoint, posting an OPS of 896, and not surprisingly, showing a tremendous um, arm strength in the outfield. Actually, there's many who, who followed um, the league that John played in and said that John Elway still to this day had the strongest throwing arm of any player they've ever seen. Elway's debut season in the minors was followed in short order by the 1983 NFL draft with the Baltimore Colts selecting him as the top overall pick. This sent off a media frenzy. Would he stay with the Yankees organization or move on to the NFL? He chose the latter, of course, but only after the Colts traded him to the Broncos. Elway appeared in five Super Bowls, losing the first three before winning the final two. Um, the last Super Bowl appearance following the 1998 season marked Elway's final game in the league. Um, it's worth noting that upon finishing high school in 1979, Elway was drafted by the Kansas City Royals. Now, his stat numbers are as follows. During his low A um, minor league experience, he played 42 games, had 185 plate appearances, hit four home runs, drove in 25 runs, had a respectable batting average of 318 and an OPS of 896. So John Elway certainly would have been one of those prospects that looked like he was heading in the right direction to eventually play in the major leagues. Wasn't meant to be. The Denver Broncos scooped him up and they say the rest is history. John Elway became a Hall of Fame quarterback and probably one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. We now move on to segment three, and we are going to talk about our teams of the week. That's right. I said teams of the week. Um, both our teams that we're going to be talking about 
come from our Super Bowl competitors, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll start with Tampa. The Tampa metropolitan area is littered with minor league franchises. A little history. Uh, The Tampa Bay area has had a long association with minor league baseball. The first modern example was the 1919 Tampa Smokers, a charter member of the original Class D Florida State League, or the FSL. The expansion St. Petersburg Saints joined the FSL in 1920. After the Smokers folded in 1954, the Tampa Tarpons played in the FSL from 1957 until 1989. Tampa St. Petersburgs and other nearby communities also field the teams in a variety of now defunct minor leagues, including the Florida International League, the Florida State Negro League, and the short-lived Florida West Coast League. Presently, the Tampa Bay area is currently home to several teams in the Florida State League, um, including the Tampa Tarpons. Now, the Tampa Tarpons are a minor league baseball team of the Florida State League, of course, and the low single-A affiliate of the New York Yankees. And they play their home games at George Steinbrenner Field, which is also the spring training home of the, the major league Yankees. And it incorporates a lot of the design elements from the old Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, including identical dimensions, which is super interesting, gives players a feel for what it will be like to play on the big club. The team was established in 1994 as the Tampa Yankees and played for 24 seasons under that name. And then in 2018, the team was rebranded as the Tampa Tarpons, reviving that earlier mentioned uh, name that was used during uh, the FSL days over 30 years ago. So they competed at the Class A advanced level from 1994 to 2020 before reclassifying um, as a result of MLB's restructuring of the minors to a low single A. Since their inception, the club has actually won five FSL championships, 1994, 2001, 2004, 2009, and 2010. Besides hosting actual baseball games, um, it should be mentioned that the corporate offices of minor league baseball have been located in St. Petersburg since 1973. And now with its tenuous relationship with major league baseball, it remains to be seen whether uh, minor leagues uh, corporate offices will remain in Florida or will it move north to New York City and be absorbed by MLB's corporate office. We'll just have to wait and see. We're going to move on to Kansas City. Kansas City has had baseball since the inception of the game and recently resurrected one of its greatest franchises. So let's give you kind of a breakdown of the teams that have played throughout the history of Kansas City's professional baseball ranks. Um, In 1884, the Kansas City Cowboys held a team for five years and then disbanded in 1889. Then the Kansas City Blues moved in, and they fielded a team under various affiliations from 1898 to 1954. It should be noted that the initial version of the Blues would become the Washington Senators until 1960, before finally becoming the Minnesota Twins. The Kansas City Monarchs. So the Monarchs, which technically, due to MLB's reclassification of the Negro Leagues as a major league, um participated from 1920 to 1965. In 1930, the Monarchs became the first professional team to use portable lighting, which was transported from game to game in trucks um, to play games at night. 
they did this five years before any major league team had lights in their stadiums. The Monarchs won 10 league championships before integration and triumphed um, the first Negro League World Series in 1924. The Monarchs had only one season in which they did not have a winning record. The team produced more major league players than any other Negro League franchise, and it was disbanded finally in 1965. So the Monarchs become the Kansas City T-Bones, and they were um, an independent league, an independent minor league baseball team that existed from 2003 to 2020. One of Interesting event that happened in 2006 was when the T-Bones hosted the Northern League All-Star Game. And Buck Owens, the legendary Kansas City Monarch, at the age of 96, participated in the game. He had two bats, both of them ended in walks, and he became the oldest player to ever play in professional baseball. So the Monarchs in 2021 have been resurrected. So the Kansas City T-Bones have changed and rebranded itself as the Kansas City Monarchs. So in order to pay homage to that great Negro League baseball team and franchise, um, the city of Kansas City has decided to rebrand the T-Bones to the Monarchs. And actually, uh, one of our guests who we had on earlier, Ty Kelly, is a member of the Kansas City Monarchs. He'll be playing this spring as he prepares for his Olympic experience. So there you have it. Those are our teams of the week. Hope you enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, no matter who you're rooting for. Have a great evening, guys.